Welcome to Flashback Tracks. Travel back in time each Friday to an era of big hair, leg warmers, and Walkmans. Far out. Veg out with some clips from Downtime Broadcasting's promotional audio cassette magazine from the 80s and 90s, right here on the World Wide Web. The following article is reprised with permission of Incentive Magazine, copyright October 1991, and is entitled, When Programs Target Product Knowledge, by Regina Eisman. If it's true that knowledge is power, then incentive programs that focus on spreading product knowledge should produce some powerful results. Though it's difficult to establish a direct cause-and-effect relationship between such programs and sales, corporate managers and planners of these programs claim that enhanced product knowledge can't help but lead to more sales. Products are more complex these days, and it's harder to differentiate among them, says Henry Burson, Vice President of Business Development for Responsive Selling Systems Incorporated, a New York-based promotion firm that has run many incentive programs targeting increased product knowledge. Every car moves you from point A to point B, but each car is different. The way the seats move, the way the air conditioning works, the warranty. There are lots of things that aren't immediately evident to the consumer, and the salesperson has to know how to explain them. Knowledge is a benefit in any industry. The more people know, the more successful they are, reasons Dale Davis, manager of sales training for SmithKline Beecham Clinical Laboratories, a king of Prussia, Pennsylvania company, that has run two knowledge-oriented contests for its salespeople. Companies have turned to knowledge contests for their salespeople and dealers as a way of honing their competitive edge. Nissan Industrial Equipment in Memphis is one such company. With the help of RSS, it ran its first Nissan forklift product knowledge competition in 1989 for dealers of its marathoner line of electric forklifts. After talking with dealers, the firm realized that they didn't know much about the line and didn't know how to justify its high cost to consumers. The contest featured three rounds, each progressively more difficult, followed by semifinals and finals. The mail-in test asked questions about the products, everything from their features to the length of the warranty. The firm distributed brochures and a video and set up a toll-free phone hotline to help dealers with the answers. Answers were worth points, and the dealers received small gifts for attaining high scores. Those who completed all three rounds with a winning score in at least one round advanced to the semifinals. Eight people went to the finals, which involved a phone interview with Burzin playing the part of a prospective customer. Finalists got cash, and the three winners, deemed the most knowledgeable about the product, received cash and trips to Hawaii. The results were dramatic, with sales rising by about 65% the year after the promotion. Nissan marketing manager Hank Unk attributes the increase to the promotion. After the program, he says, we could tell just from talking to the dealers that they were much more comfortable talking about the product. Nissan repeated the contest in 1990 with a few significant changes. First, instead of giving prizes only to dealers who attained high scores, the program awarded varying amounts of points for all scores. Points were redeemable for trips and prizes from a catalog. In addition, Nissan opened up the competition to everybody in a dealership, not just the salespeople, even receptionists. We felt it was important to open it up to people who are often overlooked, Burzon explains. How many times have you called a company for information and gotten someone on the phone who knows nothing? It's just as important for the person who answers the phone to know about the product or service. Many of these employees did sign up for the program and were able to redeem merchandise. 
Bill Levitt, who has been Nissan's Industrial's top dealer salesperson for the past two years, says that though he already knew a lot about the forklifts, I learned about how to approach selling situations differently, how to apply a particular model to a particular situation based on the model features, and how to justify that decision to a customer. In addition, says Levitt, a field sales manager for New England Industrial Truck in Woburn, Massachusetts, the contest also reminded us about the features and benefits of the product. Volvo GM Heavy Truck Corporation is in its third year of product knowledge competitions. The first two contests were open to dealer salespeople, but this year's targets parts and service dealers, who have never really had any training about products, says Frank Bio, service development manager for the Greensboro, North Carolina company. We also want to direct the dealers to existing information sources. They don't always realize what's available to them. For instance, we have a computer database of our products, and they can use it to look up the answers to some of the questions. The current program focuses on technical management, second to none. It takes the form of a three-part correspondence course, the first part of which was mailed out to 325 people at the end of August. The top-scoring winner in each of the firm's 27 districts will learn a Seiko watch, and the top 100 scorers will receive a cross pen and pencil set. In addition, everyone who completes all three rounds will get a book called Customers for Life by Carl Sewell, a successful Cadillac dealer. Dealers can apply Sewell's management techniques to their own businesses, B.O. notes. For last year's contest, the company gave away small prizes like flashlights and calculators to salespeople. We typically don't emphasize big rewards, says B.O., but we offered bigger prizes this year because there's a big difference in the way salespeople are usually treated and the way parts and service managers are treated. B.O. says the first two programs succeeded in increasing knowledge, although sales actually declined due to the recession. Volvo GM also will use the contest to generate sales leads. It asked each participant for a list of five prospective customers who will each get a survey about their parts and service needs. Then we'll send the survey results to the dealers, who can use the information to try to close the sales using the knowledge they've gained from the program, Bio says. Just as Nissan and Volvo GM made changes in their programs, Bang & Olufsen, which makes audio and video products in Mount Prospect, Illinois, expanded its 1990 contest. We've done them periodically, but in the past it's been a one-shot deal. The contest was just one test, says manager of sales training Bob Malarski. This was the first time we did progressive rounds. It was complicated with so many dealers, but it was nicer because everyone had a chance to win. In 1990, to celebrate its 20th anniversary, the company introduced the high-tech video system 5000, a modular unit comprising a TV and VCR. The company centered its campaign around the system and gave one away to the Grand Master winner. In addition to the knowledge contest, each official competition newsletter, BioLinks, featured five outstanding answers to the test's essay questions. Those whose answers were printed received $50. To recognize their efforts, the company gave sales reps with the highest percentage of retail participation in their territory, as well as the dealer with the highest staff participation in scores, a full-page ad in Audio-Video International magazine, congratulating them on their achievements. Program participation among the company's 2,500 to 3,000 dealers has ranged from 25 to 55 percent over the past several years. Milnarski says he hopes to increase participation in future programs now that the company has its own factory sales force. Until recently, it used manufacturers' reps to sell. We hope to use our salespeople to give a presentation to the dealer about the program, and we think we'll get an even higher level of participation that way, he says. Smart retailers know that an educated staff is the best way to compete in today's market. 
Some other examples of successful programs, the Monsanto Company and its promotion agency, the Patrick Company, both of St. Louis, ran a program in 1989 for retailers who sell Monsanto's lawn and garden chemicals. It's important to educate retailers because they can better direct the customer to your product when they know exactly what it is and what it does, says Patrick Company Vice President Tom Graves. During the program called Touch and Go, retailers called a number and used the touch-tone buttons to key in answers to true or false questions about the products. Wrong answers generated a computerized training session about the topic. Correct answers went into a sweepstakes. Sales in 1990 increased 23% over the previous year, according to Monsanto. A few years ago, Meridian Connecticut-based Kuno Incorporated, which makes AquaPure water filtration systems, mailed out 5,000 booklets describing water quality problems and solutions to plumbing wholesalers. Along with each manual came a 50-question multiple-choice test and a program enrollment card, asking wholesalers to read the manual, dial a toll-free number, and answer 10 randomly asked questions from the list. An 80% or better score yielded a bumper sticker, customized baseball cap, and certificate naming the person an AquaPure water filtration specialist. About 1,900 out of 5,000 people signed up, and 1,000 of those earned the certificates. Participants also were entered into a sweepstakes for a variety of prizes, including TVs, VCRs, and radios. At the same time, Kuno ran a sales training incentive for its 20 salespeople and 75 distributors, awarding customized jackets to those who answered questions correctly. To help car dealers, Saab Cars USA Incorporated ran the Saab Smart Product Knowledge Competition from September 1990 through May of 91. We have found that even if you have great training materials and brochures, they don't always get used to their maximum potential, says Michael Parahus car training manager for the Orange Connecticut Company. We thought if we put a spin on the program and made it fun, we'd get more mileage out of it. To further its commitment to education, Saab even made signing up for the program a requirement for everyone who wanted to participate in the firm's ongoing incentive program, Order of the Griffin, which recognizes salespeople for the number of cars they sell and training classes they attend. The campaign, also run by RSS, consisted of two mail-in rounds asking multiple-choice fill-in and essay questions. Dealers with a score of 70% or higher on the first round got a business card case engraved in gold or silver, depending on their score. Those who attained that score in the second round were awarded a business card that said he or she is an authorized Saab sales consultant. A Saab field rep visited each of the 115 semifinalists, five from each of the 23 districts, and administered a written test. All semifinalists got a leather portfolio, and 23 high-scoring finalists gave a walk-around, a mock sales presentation. Each finalist got a written description of the fictitious customer who had come to look at a Saab, their lifestyle, what they were looking for in a car, Paraha says. He then had to do a presentation related to that customer's interests. Five winners got a leather briefcase stuffed with $1,001 bills. We were very happy with the contest, and they're going to do it again, Paraha says. We got lots of positive feedback. We think the product knowledge has had some impact. Car sales are down, and we've maintained our level of sales, which we consider an accomplishment in this climate. Travel back in time with us next Friday as we share more clips from the 80s and 90s on another rad episode of Flashback Tracks, exclusively on Promo Corner. Time to bounce.